From The Conversation, this is Politics with Michelle Grattan, a podcast where Michelle discusses the issues of the day with The Conversation's politics team. Hi, my name's Amanda Dunn. I'm the Politics and Society Editor for The Conversation, and I'm speaking with Michelle Grattan. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Amanda. Michelle, the Prime Minister addressed the National Press Club today, and he spoke quite a bit about defence and the AUKUS agreement. What was his key message and did we learn any more about what might be in the Defence Strategic Review? It was a very comprehensive speech which sought to link all sorts of policies to a broad concept of national security. The Prime Minister also referred to Labor's three-part plan, relief, repair, restraint relief for cost of living pressures and he mentioned of course again cheaper childcare, cheaper medicines and so on. Most people would know that these are pretty small relief measures compared to the pressures they're facing but nevertheless something. And repair referred to addressing Australia's supply chain problems, improving our skill base, making more things here and restraint of course is all about budget responsibility. Now, to come back to your question on defence specifically and AUKUS, I must say I thought a few days ago that we might get a bit more on the defence review, but no, we got uh, a one-sentence quote from it, which uh, didn't really take us very far. But we do know that the review will be released before the budget. And the Prime Minister did emphasise that there will be an increase in defence spending over the next few years, which of course will be necessary for the capability changes that the review will no doubt recommend. And defence will be one of the big spending pressures on the budget together with health and aged care and the NDIS. Now, as for AUKUS, we'll also get an announcement within a few weeks about those submarines and uh, the Prime Minister will be in the United States for that announcement to be made jointly with the American President and the British Prime Minister. The Prime Minister was asked whether in a time of conflict Australia would be in charge of decisions in regard to these submarines and he was very emphatic. He said, yes, national sovereignty would certainly be preserved. I think Anthony Albanese is particularly anxious to stress that AUKUS is more than just about the submarines because, of course, some of those on the progressive side of politics are, frankly, less than keen about the AUKUS agreement. So the government wants to affirm that uh, this brings us benefits beyond just nuclear-powered submarines. All right. Well, no doubt we'll hear more about this in the coming weeks. Michelle, in other news, we know now that the Aston by-election, which was brought about by the resignation of Liberal MP Alan Tudge, will be held on April 1. This is going to be a really important by-election for both major parties, isn't it? Yes, but particularly for Peter Dutton. Now, Aston, of course, as you mentioned, was Tudge's uh, seat and he was in all sorts of strife by the time the election came around and the Aston voters really vented against their local member and against the Morrison government. So we saw a big, big swing there and the seat now is uh, on a two-party margin 
of 2.8%, which is not much. So the big question or a big question is whether these uh, voters in that outer suburban seat in, in Melbourne have really had their say, have really vented their anger at the former government and the former member and will now return to a more usual voting pattern for that seat, which after all used to be a safe Liberal seat, not a marginal Liberal seat. Yes, it would be interesting to see if Peter Dutton even visits Aston in the meantime, because as we know, he's particularly unpopular in Victoria. Well, he is particularly unpopular in Victoria, but remember that he talks about uh, getting votes in outer suburban seats. So he's not as unpopular probably in this seat as he would be in one of those uh, teal seats, the, the leafy suburb seats. And I think you'll see a reasonable amount of him. Indeed, he was there today because the Liberals have just uh, chosen their candidate, Rashina Campbell, who's a barrister and a member of the Melbourne City Council and he was there to uh, appear with her and he was there the other day too I think so he knows he he can't avoid this fight he's got to turn it into a contest he's he needs to retain the seat he has of course cost of living issues and that is his fighting ground. So he really will be under the pump here to show that he can capitalise on these issues and that while he mightn't be very popular in Victoria, that he can at least hold his own in this contest. All right. And meanwhile, Michelle, this week, Treasurer Jim Chalmers has signalled an overhaul of the superannuation tax system. Research by the Australia Institute shows that the annual cost of super tax concessions is $52.6 billion, um, not very different from the entire age pension program, which is $55.3 billion. Any changes to super are always very hotly contested. So how has this idea been received so far? Well, obviously, we're getting a, a lot of reaction and there are a number of issues bound up here. There's a discussion paper out as well. One of the issues is what super should be able to be used for. Now, Labor argues that it should be preserved for retirement, that that was the whole concept of the original scheme, which of course came in under the Hawke-Keating administration, and that uh, it shouldn't be diluted. The Liberals are inclined to say it should be able to be used for other purposes, notably housing, and of course they went to the election with a housing policy saying that uh, people could take out uh, a certain proportion of their super to get into the housing market. So the purpose of superannuation is one big, big issue. And Labor's looking at uh, a tight definition of superannuation in that context. There's also the question of what the overall macro super funds should be able to be used for or should be used for. The government would like to see more of these funds put into nation-building areas and also national interest priority areas. So things like affordable housing aged care and the like. But critics say that superannuation should be managed on a a strictly uh, commercial basis for maximum benefit of the members who, of course, own the the money and those decisions uh, mightn't take 
the money into areas like affordable housing investment. But most controversially, the government is indicating that the present tax breaks are not sustainable over the long term, over the decades ahead. And that will be a a highly contested area, a highly contested debate. It's not quite clear, even though uh, the Prime Minister seemed to be saying today that there'd be no major changes any time soon, it's not quite clear just uh, when decisions might be made. I think the government will be very cautious about breaking an election promise that there wouldn't be changes, but obviously it could, in theory, go to the next election proposing changes. Of course, uh, everyone remembers that in 2016, the Turnbull government was in all sorts of trouble over superannuation changes. As you say, it's an incredibly sensitive area. It's interesting, I think, that uh, this issue has been uh, brought to the surface just as we go into this Aston by-election because it is the sort of thing that you would uh, expect that the opposition could make a meal of in a by-election, but we'll see if they are able to do that. We will indeed. All right, terrific to talk with you as always, Michelle. Thanks very much. Thanks, Amanda. Our theme music is by Blue Dot Sessions. You can find more podcasts from The Conversation on our website at theconversation.com.